When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Many compliance practitioners generally view distributors as a part of their third-party risk management program, with most of their attention to the pre-contract phase of the risk management process. Typically, most of these efforts are spent on due diligence with less on managing the relationship after the contract is signed. However, many facets of a corporate relationship with a distributor are closer to those of other business venture partners. So today, I'm going to talk about distributors as business venture partners. One of the issues in any compliance program is the compensation paid to a business venture partner as your FCPA risk or FCPA exposure arises when companies pay money, either directly or indirectly, to fund bribes. In the traditional intermediary scenario, the company funnels money to a business venture partner who then passes it some or all of it to the bribe recipient. Often the payment is disguised as compensation to the intermediary, and some portion is redirected for corporate purposes. When companies grant distributors uncommonly deep discounts, bribes can result, either from the distributor is instructed by the company to use the excess amounts to fund corrupt payments, or because the distributor pays bribes on its own without the express direction or even implicit selection from the company to do so to gain some business advantage. The FCPA 2012 guidance stated, it is noted that common red flags associated with third parties include large discounts or unreasonably large discounts to third-party distributors. The distributor enforcement cases offers lessons to combat this scenario, which is where legitimate companies require assistance. How can risk that distributors present be managed? Well, certainly one mechanism is to install a distributor discount policy and monitoring system tailored to the company's operational structure. In virtually every business, there exists a range of standard discounts granted to distributors. Under the approach recommended, distributors, excuse me, discounts within that range may be granted without the need for further investigation, explanation, or authorization, absent, of course, some glaring evidence the distributor intends to use, even the standard cost-price delta to fund corrupt payments. Where the distributor requests a discount above the standard range, however, the policy should require legitimate justification. Evaluating and endorsing that justification requires three steps. Relevant information about the contemplated elevated discount must be captured and memorialized. Requests for elevated discounts should be evaluated in a streamlined fashion with tiered levels of approach, 
such as higher discounts require higher ranking and official approval. And three, elevated discounts are then tracked along with their request and authorization to facilitate the auditing, testing, and benchmarking process going forward. This process also works to more fully operationalize your compliance regime as it requires multiple and increasing upper levels of management involvement, approval, and oversight. Through whatever means are the most efficient, a discount authorization request template should be prepared. While remaining mindful of the need to strike a balance between the creation of a necessary red tape and the need to mitigate risk, the discount authorization request template should be designed to to capture a given request and to allow for an informed decision about whether it should be granted. Because the specifics of a discount authorization request are critical to evaluating its legitimacy, it is expected that the employee submitting the discount authorization request will provide details on how the request originated, i.e., was it a, whether a request from the distributor or contemplated offer by the company, as well as the legitimate justification for the elevated discount. In other words, why was it given? Was it volume-based or some other reason? In addition, the discount authorization request template should be designed to identify gaps in compliance that may otherwise go undetected, such as the confirmation that the distributor executed a certification of FCPA compliance. Next, channels should be created to evaluate the discount authorization requests. The pr- precise structure of that system will depend on several fi- factors, most notably the risk profile of your company, but it is a Ideally, the goal should be to allow for tiered levels of approach. Usually three levels of approval are sufficient, but this can be expanded or contracted as determined by your company's risk assessment and your risk profile. Ultimately, the greater discount contemplated, the more scrutiny the discount authorization request should receive. Factors to be considered in constructing the approval framework include the expected volume of discount authorization requests and the current organizational structure of your company. The goal is to ensure that all discount authorization requests are vetted in an appropriately thorough manner without negatively impacting the company's ability to efficiently operate. This should also mandate the operationalization of your compliance, of this compliance issue into multiple disciplines within your organization. Once the information is gathered, reviewed, and the approval processes are formulated, there must be a system in place to track, record, and evaluate the discount authorization requests, both those approved and denied. This captured data can provide invaluable insight into FCPA compliance and beyond. By tracking the total number of discount authorization requests, the company will find themselves, or should find itself, better able to determine where and why there was a request for an increase. Whether the standard range should be raised or lowered engage the level of commitment to compliance within the company. This information in turn leaves the company better equipped to respond to government inquiries down the road. Rethinking approaches to business venture partners such as distributors is but one of the ways that increased the increased number of enforcement actions, the the 2012 FCPA guidance, and the Justice Department's Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs document have provided insight into how the government interprets and enforces the FCPA. This information, in turn, allows companies to get smarter about FCPA compliance. With a manageable amount of forethought, companies who rely on distributors can create, install, and maintain systems which allow them to spend fewer resources to more effectively prevent violations of bribery and corruption. 
Moreover, these systems generate tangible proof of a company's commitment to compliance and more fully operationalize this aspect of their compliance program. Many companies that have been involved in enforcement actions because of distributors. The sales size does not receive focus equal to that of commissioned sales agents. This type of business venture partner, I should say. It can present an equally large compliance risk. By using the discount authorization request approach, you will have created a well-thought-out process which will operationalize your compliance program around distributor compensation in a manner which documents your decision-making calculus. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the creation of a well-thought-out process which operationalizes your compliance program around distributor compensation in a manner which documents your decision-making calculus is critical. Two, require multiple levels of approval for a discount distributor discount request, which is out of your standard range. And three, tracking distributor discounts on a global basis makes your company more efficient. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.